I mean, Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Irene Locked Up Radio Show with your host, Minister Amen. And you're listening to it on the Win Network. Yes, that's right, Win Network. Together, we win. Stay tuned. Yes, good evening, folks. Thank you once again for joining us. As you know, this is our third season of iRain Blog Talk radio show. Thank you for allowing and making this happen, that we continue our conversation year after year about what we do, which is to um, uh, prevent child abuse, sex trafficking, the um, and also to stop the domestic violence. Now, this month, October, we are focusing on domestic violence awareness. Uh, and so we have uh, a panel of guests that we'll be bringing on every week to talk about what they are doing, talk about the issue, the ugliness of it, um, and uh, so that we can in, in hope to prevent it. Now, I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of iRain Blog Talk Radio Show. And as you know, we are an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. And, um, and we, in, in part of what we do, we want to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and domestic violence. So let's, we're going to go ahead and get started. Now, this particular episode will be a bit unique. Um, we are, this is a commercial-free uh, episode, and it will, and we're recording actually, um, pre-recording this show, and we'll only go for about 40 minutes um, and really hit the hot spots about it. And so I'm not even going to, you know, hold y'all too much longer since we do, we have an abbreviated show tonight. So um, now Glamour, Glamour Magazine, as you uh, know about that magazine, they wanted some more concrete evidence of even the young women who are being abused. And uh, so they commissioned an exclusive Harris Interactive Representative Online Survey. And they took about 2,542 women 
and their ages were between age 18 to 35. So they developed a council from the National Resource Center of Domestic Violence, the National Network to End Domestic Violence, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, um, and the National Coalition Against Violence. And we're going to talk more about some of the statistics that they found, but I want to start off by saying just in that 2,542 women, they found that nearly 60% of all women have experienced some sort of abuse. Um, So here to discuss this ugliness going on behind closed doors in the privacy of homes and um, and even in churches uh, behind closed doors where uh, pastors are knocking their wives out, you know, um, and doing those things. We want to talk about the ugly issue. Um, My guest tonight is a best-selling author, multiple award recipient, and accomplished entrepreneur, Ms. Erica McKnight. Welcome to the studio. Hello. How are you doing? I'm so excited to be here. Amen. I am fabulous. Thank you so much. I appreciate you carving out some time. I know this was a bit of an impromptu. Um, we got connected actually last week uh, or so. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you, you know, made sure you pulled some time aside to to speak to our audience. And I appreciate you for that so very much. No, thank you for the opportunity. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I always want my audience to know who is talking to them. Absolutely. My name is Erica L. McKnight, and um, that's my branding. So that's why I always put the L in there, my middle initial. And I am, you basically nailed it, accomplished, very accomplished international best-selling author. I am also several awards uh, recipient, as you mentioned. One in particular that I am, uh, I would say, most proud of is uh, the NAACP have now, has uh, recognized and honored my book, Silence the Noise, at their previous 10th year anniversary. It was something to behold. And I'm also an entrepreneur, so I own a real estate school and a real estate firm. And I'm just, I'm just delighted. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, and and I'm a philanthropist. I just I'm just enjoying life right now. I love that. It sounds like you are thriving and just in your uh, I call it the thrive zone. And so yeah. um, and that's wonderful. It's wonderful to be around others who are um, who don't have to be in the same business, but in the fact that we are entrepreneurs, we have that we think alike, we see things alike, and um, and but but just enough differences to make sure that uh, we keep it challenging. So, thank you so much. Um, let's Absolutely. go ahead and get started with the nitty gritty of it. And when I say gritty, I I really do because it's never easy <clears throat> talking about this top these topics that we hit every week, um, whether it's child abuse sex trafficking or domestic violence. And we want to hear the ugly truth of it, ugly details of it in hopes not to be getting all up into somebody's business, but really in hopes to um, inspire people to get out and get help, uh, inspire people to stop what they're doing. uh, Those who are abusing and, 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 um, and again, uh, inspire and motivate people to um, thrive after they survive. So, what inspired you to get involved as an advocate for the ending of domestic violence? 
Well, um, I saw domestic violence coming up as a young girl. My sister, she was in a very bad, abusive relationship. And um, at the time, I didn't know, you know, I was so young. I had to be maybe seven, eight, I want to say. But, you know, I just knew that she would always come home from her boyfriend. And she was a run, she was a runaway teenager. So she was probably 13, 14, or maybe 15 at the time. But um, she would always return home. Every time my mom went to go look for her, she would always return home with several black eyes. And I would see my mom nursing her and nursing her and nursing her. And my sister would just be crying and crying. And so my mom would often say, why are you going back to this guy? And, and, you know, he got arrested and, um, and then they would release him again and he would beat her again. Um, but really, truly, what, re- what really inspired me was my girlfriend. She, um, my, she was one of my best friends, actually. And um, she always wanted to be married, you know, happy family with a white picket fence. Every little girl's dream that wants to be married. And so there was a young man that we went to church with that I thought was really good for her. At least how he came across that church, he was you know, very respectful and just the, not a ladies man at all. He just was a very respectful gentleman always. And so my husband and I introduced them and we all started going on little group dates and different things like that. And so lo and behold, several months went by and they were saying to us, oh, we want to get married. And we were like, really married? And they said, yes, married. And they got married, ended up having three children very quickly in the marriage. They had three kids. And um, as a result, we uh, relocated to North Carolina, my husband and I. And they were still in Maryland. And the next thing you know, um, the abuse started. And none of us knew what was going on, meaning friends, family, and different things like that. We, None of us knew what actually was, was going on because she never talked about it. We would see them in settings, and they would seem okay. And um, as a result, he just would beat her. And when I say beat her, beat her to the point to where um, there's times she just couldn't even enunciate a word at times. Wow. And her mother, her mother was so concerned. Her father, her father never liked um, him at all. And let me say this because it's relevant. If your father <laughs> does not like the man that you're marrying, there's mm-hmm. something that your father sees in that man. So mm-hmm. let me say that again. Mm-hmm. If your father does not like the man that you're marrying and he has merit of why he does not like that man, because men know men, mm-hmm. then you, ought, you, you need to follow suit with what your father says. Because your father is your protector. He's your nurturer. He's your, you know, he's your king, so to speak, when it comes to a daughter. And so he's there to protect you. So his father, so her father never liked him, but we didn't know why, and he wasn't really supportive of the marriage. But he often said he's not a good man. Don't mm-hmm. marry him. He's not a good man. So she went through this abuse for, I want to say, what I was made aware of for three long years. And he beat her so bad to when she was pregnant that he drug her across the floor and all I could hear is that um, when they started arguing, because she called and she had us on speakerphone, when they started arguing, all I could hear is like, you know how you can hear people, a person's foot being dragged um, oh, wow. across the floor? 
And mm-hmm. that's all that's all we heard. And we heard her screaming and kicking and I was like, Oh my goodness, what's going on? And I felt so helpless as a friend. Yeah. Imagine being on the other side of the phone and you just you you have nothing you can't do anything. And I'm saying I'm getting in my car, you know, my husband and I. We're getting our we're getting in the vehicle, we're on our way, we're on our way. And um by the time we got there, um, it was too late. Meaning when I say too late, she was already beat so bad that blood was everywhere um and i just was so distraught i felt like i literally wanted to pass out because because yeah. i had never seen a i had never seen a, a, a pregnant woman it, it, any woman of that matter but i had never seen a pregnant woman beat so uh, who would be the pregnant woman that's all i yeah. kept saying to myself is who who would be the pregnant woman so that was right. the inspiration um of so the book called you, silence yes so that night um, in, in that we were talking about right now, she he, he what did he do? Was it the punching, the kicking? Did she lose her baby? Is that why there was so much blood? Well, no, she didn't. She did not lose her baby. Um, the Thank blood God. was from him. The blood was from him hitting her in the head, kicking her, punching her. This is the things that she could tell us because a lot of it she could not remember. And I knew the blood came from several missing teeth that were on the kitchen floor and um, her hair, we were picking up. She had the most beautiful, full hair that you ever want to see. I mean, it was gorgeous. And, and we were picking up lumps of hair everywhere. That's all I, re- that's all I could recall. It was that bad. Wow. Was that the, uh, the last time or did she stay after that severe beating? No, she she said he had beat her numerous of times. And when a woman goes into isolation, she's a she's a free she was a free spirited individual. She was a socialite. So I knew something was going on because when you isolate yourself from especially to your closest friends, then you're hiding something. And so she mm-hmm. began to isolate herself and she began to seclude herself from all fr- friends and family and she even got to the point where she stopped going to work. And when that mm-hmm. happened, that's what that's what gave us some red flags. And you know, that's p- part of, and we talked about this on our other show the um, the other night. Is that's part of the strategy for the abuser is to begin to isolate their wife or their, you know. And we keep talking about it as women because the majority of those who are abused are women, but there are men who are uh, abused domestically as well. But that's part of the strategy is to uh, isolate and make them feel as if no one else wants them. Um, The embarrassment and the shame also sets in. So they begin to not want anyone to know, uh, you know, that their happy marriage is not real happy. And so, um, which feeds more into uh, the control issue that the uh, abuser has. And so, um, you know, I, I like the point that you, when you made the point about the father listening to the father. Um, for those who may not have a father figure, you know, maybe your, uh, your mom it could be another person or Absolutely. a close friend. If anyone has any warning signs of merit, um, it's a time not to not to say you have to stop, but at you have to pause um, yes. and take a look yes. at that's a very important yeah exactly what is going on. So tell me, how did she finally get away? 
Well, um, once she had the, this was her third baby. This was the very last baby. And once she had the third baby, um, it was, you know, she had so many different complications having the child. um, And mentally she was not sound throughout the remaining months of the pregnancy. So because of that, her mom really stepped in and her father definitely took total control of the whole situation because her father felt like, this is my daughter. I'm coming in. I'm aware of now. I'm aware of some of the things that are happening. And so I'm going to come in and I'm going to take over. And that's exactly what happened. And once she had the baby, um, she stayed with her parents for about six months. And then they felt that she needed to be um, in a mental institution at that point because she just was not herself at all. And, she, and you know, when the postpartum depression hits and different other womenly things that we go through as moms, uh, yeah. it was just too overwhelming. It was too overwhelming for her. It was too yeah. overwhelming. So what are some and of so the really, that- so really she, so really she didn't have a route of escape. Actually, she went from, if I could, if it's safe for me to say, she went from being a prisoner to even a more of a prisoner in an institution, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in an institution mm-hmm. setting this time. Well, uh, and there's three prisons, really, because she went into the prison of her own mind and emotions. Yes. If you say that yes. she had a mental breakdown. So how long ago was this that she had that, you know, that, that mental breakdown? This was um, four years ago. It, it's coming up on four years now. And she's still in the facility now? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And at this point, at this point, she's not able to recognize um, any of us because she's that because the the noise, the negativity, um, mm-hmm. the, the it's so overwhelming. And it's such it's at a heightened it's at a heightened level to where she just doesn't know how to silence it. Yes. Yes. And it's what nothing. And, and, and it's nothing. It's nothing that medication can help with. Mm-hmm. You know, medication is a band-aid. That's all it is to to, mm-hmm. to try and it's a coping mechanism for you know, but it doesn't it doesn't address the problem. And so, what was the diagnosis? Well, right now she's diagnosed with schizophrenia, okay, and then um, anxi- severe anxiety and severe depression. Okay, okay, and. Um, you know, sad to say, trauma un- when it's unresolved, uh, coupled with the chemicals that are already in our bodies, it can throw a, an individual into a mental um, mental breakdown or having mental disorders. And so, yes. it's not uncommon for this to happen. And that is why we are uh, so loudly trying to say. Uh, that, uh, you know, domestic violence must come to an end. And and sadly to say, uh, but there is a problem that the abuser, whether he was, he has some, uh, he or she has some unresolved issues from past abuses, or uh, there is a mental disorder with that person. There is a causation mm-hmm. that also needs to be um, taking a look at. Uh, we cannot continue just looking at the victim and make that hold them responsible. Um, Correct. We have to look at the abuser and the and the predator and um, you know the offender and say yes. what caused you to be okay with it. 
one of the things we talked yes. about again at the last show is, you know, generational curses. We talk about how yes. it's, some of this is handed down. Um, would you agree to that? I totally agree that it is handed down. And I mm-hmm. will say this, too, is that these, um, because this last incident was when she was pregnant, I don't know if it occurred with the other two pregnancies, but I will say this with the man, the man, depending on all men aren't the same, but depending on the man, he wants all the attention when you have mm-hmm. a baby. And so when he's not getting the attention, sometimes that is, that sets him off as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that contributes to the abuse and that contributes to um, the man feeling less of a man, so to speak. Um, Cause I've, I've heard that from a lot of women, uh, myself that when a, when a woman gives birth that sometime a man has some kind of mental you know some mental anguish of some kind which doesn't make sense to me but that's what some women have experienced and he mm-hmm. I would say he has seen the abuse maybe at some point in his life because you just don't wake up and become an abuser that's what that's what uh you know these women need to understand if a man even attempts or shows you any signs of harm or danger it could be by word it could be by gesture um and definitely if it's a, if it's a physical where he puts his hand up like he's coming to hit you you do away with that man immediately mm-hmm. that's right um that is a sign right there uh that and that's a, a total sign Mm-hmm. And we want to also, there's a myth that says that if you, if there's no bruise, then there's no abuse. And that is mm. a myth, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, complete myth. Yes, it is. Because words can hurt just as badly. There's also financial um, abuse where they'll yes. withhold money, withhold caregiving. Yes. Um, because most of the time, again, the uh, victim, they isolate they get isolated so much so that some of them actually have to quit their job because they run out of excuses as to why their teeth is busted, why their teeth is knocked out. I worked with a, a young lady in the, um, when I was in the hotel industry and she, when, when we, before she got involved with this man, she was very just love life. It, you know, enjoyed herself. She went out to clubs and had a good time. And I mean, she just was full of life and she met this man that she fell head over heels with. But then he began to, she began to come into work with broken ribs mm. and, Oh, I fell mm. at the park and I fell on the rocks at the, you know, um, the, yeah. you know, she would come in with, um, you know, busted lip and uh, one of her Mm -hmm. teeth were um, partially broken. And she said, oh, I, you know, walked into the wall. I mean, one time she even said, oh, my husband, I mean, my boyfriend and I were having sex. It got a little rough. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. just after a while, though, you run out of excuses. You You run run out out of of excuses. um, Yes. Uh huh. You run out of walls that you run into. You run out of you know rocks that you tripped up. Hey, that's right. Is, and then that when you tell it. one lie, yeah, when that's you tell one right. lie, you have to cover that lie. And and I will say this to the male or female who has been abused and is listening this evening. I will say that abusers recognize abusers. Mm-hmm. And I will say right. victims and survivors they recognize other victims and survivors. So mm-hmm. you cannot fool anyone. 
if you think that you're fooling someone because just when you think that you have made up a fictitious story or said, oh, gosh, I fell, I hurt my arm or whatever excuse you want to use, that other person already knows that that is not the truth. That's right. We are all and I will say to the family, yeah, I will say yeah. to the family and friends, you need to tell. Don't stand back and and let the the victim or the person who is the abuser dictate. They they're not in the right state of mind to sit back and tell you, oh, don't tell anyone, please. He'll kill me or she'll kill me. Yeah, that's what they say. But guess what? We need to we need to come to their rescue. There's no reason why someone should put up with this. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, um, you know, which is a good segue to another question that I have um, are, you know, what are some ways that a victim can escape an abusive relationship? I would say personally, you have someone that you can confine in, and as you mentioned somewhat earlier, it doesn't have to. It may not be your family or a friend, but you have someone that you can get to 24 hours a day, whether that is on your cell phone, by email, whatever electronic or whatever technology communication that you may have. You may have a neighbor that when you give them a certain sign or gesture, they will know. Oh my goodness, he hit her again, or she hit him again. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to come up with some kind of, just like we have evac- evacuation plans or we have, you know, now we're having terrorist uh, plans, unfortunately, and different things like that of terrorism. You need to have a plan in place because as as you're being abused, you will weaken and you get less coherent. So you don't know what's going on. You begin to accept this abuse and you begin to accept this lifestyle that God has not intended for you. So set yourself up an evacuation plan. Get a route of escape. And if you feel like you're trapped, then when he or she goes to sleep, you need to get, you need to build yourself up to the point to where you can make your escape, no matter what that may look like. And when you leave, tell yourself that you are not coming back. You will not return. So, so those are some ways that you can do, and you can seek help at work. Some people's employers have health insurance to where it's for abused victims, or the libraries have them. Make yourself to a library, you know, make your way to a library, and someone in the library will help you. There's so many ways to get help. You just have to make up your mind that the time is now. That's right. And, um, and you know, I like that. We have to have an escape plan. Um, that is what the uh, domestic violence shelters, they uh, also give out. And some of the things, you know, sometimes you have to leave with just the clothes on your back, um, yes, the clothes yes. on the back of your children. Sometimes you just have to do it. And, um, you know, one of the things that, but if you're able to create an escape plan, then then, you know, do so. So whether it's Okay, during the time that he uh, is going to going to work, um, you know, during the time when you know he's going to be gone for a weekend, whatever have you, and then you get things ready. Some of the documents that, um, you know, and if you look this up, if you look up an escape plan, and, and let me say this with a caveat, you also want to be very careful that when you are looking up things that you um, – Erase the cookies. Erase your past. Yes, right. That's right. Yes. Abusers know 
that um, you you know they'll they'll look through your phone, especially the ones mm-hmm. that are control freaks. Especially they're going to look through everything that um, on your computer, on the phone, or whatever have you to see what you have been doing. So you don't want yes. you want to make sure that you clean up your um, your tracks, clean your tracks. Yeah. But you uh, some of the documents that you want to make ready are like your bank account, extra key for the safe deposit box, um, any type of joint deeds, uh, deeds to properties, um, your identification, pay stubs, if you have any, um, credit cards. Now, some of them, you know, credit cards, it's, it's, it's hard because I know that if it's in a joint name that they can turn, cut it off or whatever have you, but at least take those insurance policies, even your abuser's social security number. Yeah, absolutely. Make a copy of your driver's his driver's license. Um, you know, work address, family and friends address, criminal history, license plate. Those things. If you are able to, you know, again, stash it somewhere so that when you're ready to leave, you can um, go ahead and get out. Also, uh, I'm going to give you a number to a domestic violence uh, number. They can help you with places to go, shelters, um, those even with pets. If you have, um, you know, the pets, they're like children uh, to us. And so if you don't want to leave without your pet and your children, it's completely understandable. Um, So here's a a domestic violence number, 1-800-787-787. 3224. I will also have that number available on the um, on our slideshow. So, you know, if, if, it, if I went too fast, it's on the slideshow so that you can have that. It's also numbers to child abuse, sex trafficking, and even sexual assault. Wow. Also, That's I would good. like to say, yes, if you, it, this type of conversation, sometimes listening to it is a trigger for those who are survivors. Do not suffer alone. Please call us. We'll have counselors standing by. It's at 201-477-0469. If we can't help you there, we will definitely get you connected to someone who can. So don't face this alone. Connect with me as well on Facebook. Um, You can inbox me. It's completely private. I will not share your information. Um, All I'm saying is, if you have no support, um, you know, your family or friends that you might be able to turn to, you can turn to us. Um, yeah. I know we've got about 10 more minutes, uh, Erica, and so I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions. Okay. Um, okay. If you could, you know, is it, prevention, I know it says that prevention is, uh, what is it, a pound of uh, cure is, I forgot cure, that or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it's basically saying if we prevent it, it's better to prevent it than to try to, you know, fix the problem afterwards. Let's be proactive yeah. instead of reactive. Is prevention of domestic violence possible? Yes, it is. And I, in my book, again, Silence the Noise, um, I've spoken with plenty of male and female um, survivors of domestic violence, and they have shared with me that once they made their mind up and said, I've mm-hmm. had enough, that's when they were able to go into the curable mode and begin to say, okay, this this feels good. I do deserve better. And so, yes, there is prevention, but 
it starts with the individual. And I know it's sometimes hard when you're in it to, you know, to to say, okay, you know, I'm re- I'm ready to be over this. I no longer want it. But I just I want to plead, and I want to beg of the male and females that may be listening that I know you know you've had enough. I know you know that it's time. And there's so many hotlines available. You can go to any urgent care and literally say, I've been abused mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, and emotionally, or whatever comes to mind, and ask them to give you direction. And I want to say it is okay. It's okay for you to do that, and because yeah. the the it's it's open to you. It, you deserve it. So you want the prevention is there. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Um, and uh, a lot of it starts with just getting some education, folks. It's just listening to this show or listening to another show, reading, picking up an article. I mean, it's sometimes prevention is just about knowing that there is a problem. Um, that there's something like that there is help. And so, um, uh, and, and I also want to, you know, make sure this is clear. It's not just about, there are children in elementary school who, yes. um, and even yes. middle school who are, you know, going together, quote unquote, and those boys are, are um, um, and even the girls are abusing them at that level because what is it? They're emulating what they see. And, so, they see. Uh, and it's we, and it's not and it's mm-hmm. not they don't it's not they don't discriminate. So the, right. so um, domestic violence does not have it's 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 it doesn't have any it doesn't it crosses all boundaries. It's for all uh, you know salary <laughs> levels. So there mm-hmm. is it doesn't discriminate. And and you're right. Age from age they see it on TV. They uh you know there's so many influences. So you're right. It's the, it's with the young people as well. Yeah, it's an equal opportunity abuser. Um, they yes, don't care is. what you look like, how much money you make, um, and which is another myth that it's only in, with the poor people, and it's not. Um, you you have people uh, at a new had a bomb, H E D D A Nussbaum, um, was is a person that came to mind. Uh, her story uh, it, it it has some you know similarities as your friend. I mean, she was a very well accomplished publisher. Uh, manager and she got into a relationship with a man named Steinberg and this beautiful woman you see you, you and actually when you look it up you'll see um, pictures of how beautiful she was but the, by the time he had done uh, beating her up until you know finally somebody got involved she literally looked like a monster because he had deformed her face so much. Yes. He, he had broken her nose so many times that it is unable. Uh, it, it just collapsed. The bridge of his her nose yes. just collapsed, yes. and her lips are just swollen. It can't. It won't go back down. He had bu- broken her pelvic bone by mm. shoving her oven uh, face up and then kicking her in her pelvic area until it broke. Um, wow. He also abused a, a child that's not was not his child but an adoption that had gone wrong. I go read that story um, and, and mm-hmm. go pick up uh, Erica McKnight's book and, and hear about her friend who has, you know, lost her mind. She, she lost her complete life. She's not dead, but she lost her life. Lost because her she, life, yes. Yeah, she, she, she's not, in, you know, in her right frame of mind. So there's help out there, people. Love does not hurt, Okay. 
If it hurts yes, to love that true. man or woman, it is not love. Let me say it that's again. Right. It is not right. love. Love will keep that not man love. off your face. Love will keep yes. that woman's, you know, frying <laughs> pan off your head. Um, love mm. will respect you. Love will give you space to be the person you were born to be. Hallelujah. And Jesus, yes, I'm going to tell you, he did not come to give you life and more abundantly um, for you to turn around and be pummeled by someone who say they care about you. And then after they beat you to a pulp, then they want to bring you some box of candy or a necklace Correct. and say, I'm sorry. No, keep it. Keep that and your they, and that's And that's what they need to understand is that as the abuser always comes later to to mm-hmm. give but varying gifts, and right. that's how you know the person is unstable in all their ways because you're going to mm-hmm. beat me, but oh, now man. you want to love me, and like you yes. said, love love loves you back. How about that? That's so right. if anybody if anybody know what love looks like, it loves you right on back. And That's so people right. need to understand that. And you got to love yourself. You are important. God needs you. You can't, you're here for a reason. You have a purpose and a plan for your life. And if That's anyone right. is trying to interrupt the purpose and the plan that God has for your life, on, you do away with that person. And you do away with that person immediately, effectively. And you walk yes. to God, the plan. And remember, you go Psalms 23. The Lord is your shepherd. Okay, if you, if you have if you have Come fear on. that you're going to be if you have fear that you're going to be alone, don't worry about it, because God said He'll never leave you alone. He never, never. leave you nor for, nor forsake you. So I need you to That's know right. that God has a plan for your life. Follow the God ordained plan and watch Him be at work. Come on now, you better preach. Look, <laughs> you don't got me fired up. Yeah, you don't got we me fired up now. Between you and us getting fired up for the Lord, we need another twenty minutes. Hallelujah! Because you and know please. why I am? Because I'm tired. I'm really yeah. tired. And when yes. you get to a point to where you're tired, then you do what's expected, and you That's fight right. for people. I am a voice. The silence, the noise, is a voice for the voiceless. We are here to change. We have a movement. We have helped thousands of people right now who yeah. have, who felt like their voice doesn't matter anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. If you woke up and you went, you got breath in your body, uh-huh. God has a plan for your life. That's and don't right. you let nobody interrupt that plan because I'm going to no tell you something. That's right. No devil. No devil That's can right. in, no devil can intercept that. And you guys That's need right. to know that you have people on your side. That's and we're right. tired of the devil sending these lies and this deceit mm-hmm. and this deception mm-hmm. and because he's a trickery of the enemy. That's what he does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. That's right. Now, listen, we're dwindling down. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, could you, in the next, I guess, two minutes, tell us uh, some of the projects that you're working on and how can my audience get in touch with you, Get a hand of, get, your, get their hand on that book? Absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook as Erica L. McKnight. You can also like our page, which is E.M. Silence the Noise, or just type in Silence the Noise on Facebook. I should come up <laughs> quite frequently because I've done different interviews, et cetera, et cetera. I am also on Instagram as E.L.M. underscore author 
underscore motivate underscore pioneer. But again, if you go to Instagram and type in Erica L. McKnight, I should come up. Our website is Silence the Noise. E-L-M, and that is SilenceTheNoiseELM.com. You can order the books right there. I have Silence the Noise, the book. I have Silence the Noise, um, the people, places, and things. And I also have Silence the Noise, the survival guide. So I call it the three trilogies. Okay. Wow. And so when you go when you go on the website, you will be able to purchase all three books. The books are also available on Amazon.com. So you can have your 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 noise can be silenced 24 hours a day because I wow. teach you in the book how to how to do that with practical application. Because once we get the knowledge, we have to apply it. And so I teach you how to do just that. Lastly, you can call our office at nine eight zero. Three one nine two four one six nine eight zero three one nine two four one six. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on and just um, you know giving us the, the the quick and dirty of how we can um, you know get out there and do what we need to do and and get us um, get help people as well as those who need to be, be rescued. So continue doing your work. Um, and, and and you have a wonderful day, and feel free to disconnect at any time. Thank you so very much. Now, um, as she, our guest has uh, gone out of the studio, I wanted to just share some things with you um, just a little bit before we get, get off the phone. And again, I mean, get off our um, call. Again, we have to understand that your life, uh, is more valuable. Your life is valuable. You could be the next person that finds out the cure of, for cancer. You could be the next person that will um, uh, maybe save another person's life. You just don't know all that you can be um, if you're in a relationship that is oppressive, that is physically painful. Um, we talked about the different types of abuse. There's the physical, there's the mental, uh, emotional, and the financial. Any of those things, and you deserve better. So get some help. And I gave you some of those numbers. Again, the domestic hotline is, domestic violence hotline is 1-800-787-3224. Now, to get in touch with us, uh, to or to make a donation, it uh, is. Uh, please go to www.wealthmngt.org. Sorry about that. I was having a bit of a tongue twister there. Or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Irene Stop Abuse and Abolish Sex Trafficking. Also go to YouTube channel at Irene Blog Talk and become a subscriber so that you don't miss a beat. Now, repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. I will see you next Tuesday at 8 p.m., but if you need us, you know where we are. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye, everybody. I'm more than a big deal. 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 I'm more than a big deal.